Jeremy, did I tell you that I just went on a 30-hour road trip this weekend? You did not. I did. Holy cow, where'd you go? We went to Washington. Oh, okay. Wait, that's 30 hours away? Well, there and back. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Why'd you go up there? Well, my former roommate, he got married up there in Portland, in Oregon. That's not in Washington. Just thought I'd clarify so we don't get, like, harassed. Um, But we went up there to Portland and went to his wedding. And that was a 13-hour drive from here in Provo. And then we drove two hours up to his hometown uh, where the reception was. And then, you know, hung out with him and talked for him, talked with him for, you know, a solid 10 minutes. And then we left and went back to Portland where we were staying and then came back the next day. Another 13 hours. Holy cow. So in total, 30 hours. Were you the best man at this wedding? (laughs) No. We were just like (laughs) the only friends. Everyone else was family, so... We just wanted to go out Aww. and support the homie, you know. He's like super good guy, super nice. He'd do it for all of us, and we wanted to be there to support him. So we we're like, all right, all right, we're heading out. We're gonna do it. I got time off work. It was good. Dude, that's that's sweet. Yeah. It, it nice. Here's a here's a little fun fact. I, I I don't even know if it's real, but apparently the groomsmen were were designed. They were created. To protect the bride, to make sure like the marriage happens. Oh, sheesh! They were, they were like they were like bodyguards. I didn't know much. that. I did not know that. Oh no! I was thinking of like a like a script for a John Wick kind of film where it's like the groomsmen back in like night like takes place in 1920s and they're fighting off the mafia and whatnot and it would be like john wick style action packed <laughs> kind of thing that would be hype oh no i was playing with the script for that i yeah. think it would be fun yeah you could do like a graphic novel too huh or we could do a short Ooh. short story that'd be nice maybe even a tv series yeah bro do that you know what i i might i might write that that'd be kind of sick all right, roll it, Joe. <laughs> Natty Wonders, featuring Jeremy and Bryant. Listen, the man in the cave doesn't care who you look like. He's going to kill you anyway. I learned that I need to eat cats and infants, apparently. Two of the best therapy sessions. You've got D&D and... Heavy circles. And just like that, what the intro just said, welcome back to Natty Wonders. I hope you guys have had a great week. Um, hope you guys enjoyed that last episode. It was really sweet. Um, sorry if I'm a, if I sound a little quiet. Uh, my parents are sleeping in the other room and I don't want to wake them up. Um... So if I'm a little quiet, if this turns into a little bit of ASMR, just know that's why. <laughs> um, but I'm still here with Bryant, who probably doesn't have to do any ASMR. I do not have to do any ASMR. I can talk just normally. I live with five dudes who don't go to bed until midnight. So we are just fine. 
<laughs> well, with the little time difference, it's about to be midnight for me. Oh, sheesh, really? Uh, no, I actually have like <laughs> I have an hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You remember as like a kid, like staying up till till midnight was like a huge feat and accomplishment. Yes. Now and, I you know like New Year's Eve. Oh yeah. 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 New Year's Eve, and then you'd be like, "Oh, let's go! I got to see the ball drop." And then once your balls actually drop, then it's like <laughs> standard. <laughs> Jeremy, bro, you're wrong for that. You're wrong for that. <laughs> yeah bro it's like, it's like i swear i don't go to bed before like midnight or one o'clock anymore and it's really not healthy yeah yeah same here um you know like i feel like a fraud sometimes being like ah oh, yes fit we're we're trying to be fitness influencers we blah 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 but like today i've been i i've been sleeping like crap eating like crap or not eating enough because since we're moving we don't have a lot of food Mm -hmm. okay well hang on that sounds bad there's plenty of food i just don't want to make anything yeah facts there you go i haven't i have nothing i have nothing meal prepped yeah what what i'm saying and so i have to do that and i just haven't had any time so really i'm kind of a fraud like no one should be taking any advice from me um because I'm I'm not that big of an influencer, but yet you could you could still make gains even if you slip up every once in a while. Mm-hmm. That's facts, Jeremy. Listen, yeah. listen, don't be so hard on yourself, bro. Everyone has those down days and like things that go wrong that you can't control, right? You know what they say too: if you have morals, then you're a hypocrite. It's the same thing with being an influencer. You know, all you have to do is influence people for good, and you're an influencer. Mm. You know, you're trying to influence yourself, and you're doing a good job, but, you know, we slip up. We're not perfect. We're humans. And I think it's important that we're just out here being honest with people, that we're not always on the grind because sometimes we're sad and mega depressed. Or we just got home from a 30-hour road trip and want to sleep in. I know that's a very it seems like a specific example, but it can happen to anybody. Seems very specific. <laughs> oh, thanks, sing, thanks, Bryant. Yeah, bro, coming I got out you. here with the with the words of wisdom. I got you, bro. Well, with that, I'm actually gonna go to sleep and end this podcast. <laughs> Roll outro. Roll outro. Hey, adventure! Looks like you made it to the end of this episode. Again, we're so grateful that you listened to. Nah, but for real though. Um, did you see that new game Baldur's Gate? Baldur's Gate three just dropped, dude, and I, I did it see looks that. insane. Yeah, it looks super hype. So, so first off, when I saw like the demo and stuff for this, I'm like, oh, wow, this game looks really ambitious. Ain't no way it's gonna turn out to be good. Um, but alas, it looks like. People are liking it a lot. Mm -hmm. I have it Uh, on good authority from a couple of my coworkers that have put 40 hours into it already since it came out like last week. And oh my goodness, like they just love it so much. They just talk about how great it is, the graphics, the 
the choices, the like actual consequences for acting in certain ways. Like, they just love yeah. it so much. Oh yeah, it like actually looks like you're like unlike Telltale Games where they give you the illusion that your options have consequences. Mm-hmm. Um this one actually does. Do you, do you know the ending? Like there there's a bunch of endings that you can get. Do you know how many endings? I don't. Vari- ending variations there are in this. I I know there are a lot. I don't know how many. There are 17,000 possible my... <laughs> ending variations in this game. My goodness. How how do you even accomplish that? I have no idea. Sheesh. Um but yeah, apparently your choices can lead to one of 17,000 endings. Uh 100% speedrunners are going to really have a tough time with this. Yeah. Or just completionists in general. Yeah, I think this game is not intended to be a completionist game, but people will try, I'm guessing. Oh yeah. And and would you you said something about um you said like before we started, you said something about character creation. Oh, like being... yeah. I'm not entirely sure what the time frame is, but I think it was maybe the day the game was released or the first 24 hours in the game was released that players Throughout the world, everyone that that played the game within the first 24 hours spent a collective 88 years worth of time in the character creation screen, which is just mind-boggling, like how much time that is. Absolute mad lads. I've heard some people have been recreating their D&D characters to a T in that game, Mm. which is awesome yeah i want to do that me too i'm gonna i'm gonna i i really want to play it um although i kind of got my game of the month already uh i'm limiting myself to just getting one game a month and it's american trucking simulator so let's freaking go (laughs) so i feel like i kind of biffed it on that yeah that's all right i'm waiting to i still have elden ring that i'm trying to beat and for whatever reason, I just picked up the Modern Warfare franchise, the old one, not the crappy new mm-hmm. one, uh, from Call of Duty, and just been playing through that. And I'm on like almost done with MW2 right now, so it's like I don't know. Dang. I've just been really grinding on that, and it's been so much fun. So I'll I, I'll finish you... all that, and then I'll get Baldur's Gate. I think. I need you to get on. The Deep Rock Galactic. Yeah, bro. With me. I should. I really should. I want to play more games with you, bro. Bro, for sure, man. We can we can maybe stream it. I don't know if the audience would like it, but that's fine. Who cares? We could. <laughs> it's not like we're we have you a know, YouTube channel. Oh, we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Follow? Question so, mark. Subscribe. Oh yeah, right. You know? Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're gonna be posting the episode here, so subscribe but if you're not listening to it on there please leave us a review um that really helps out the algorithm a lot and helps push this show to more hobbyists that enjoy fitness and being absolute nerds like us Mm -hmm. so go ahead and do that thank you (laughs) okay but today we actually have a really fun episode planned today 
we have probably one of my favorite TTRPGs that I personally think is better, can rival D&D 5e. Mm. I just threw out a bunch of acronyms there. Um, <laughs> but I'll explain them. I'll explain them real quick. But can we roll the Bryant Reviews? Bryant Reviews. Thank you. You know what? Let's 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 get let's get right into it. Okay, so first off, uh, what's ICRPG? What what is this? So ICRPG stands for Index Card RPG, role playing game. And D&D 5e stands for Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition. So, have you ever heard of this system before, Brent? I don't. It's like I feel like I have heard it maybe in the past, but I just can't quite put my finger on it. And and what are your initial thoughts just by me saying like this this system easily could rival D&D 5e? I mean it I'm excited to to learn about it. I'm just I don't know what it is yet. So I'm not sure if I should be excited or not. Oh, you should be very excited for this. So so pretty much um, Index Card RPG, the writer of this module is actually the very person that got me in the Dungeons and Dragons. Would you believe it? Wow. His name is Hankrin Infernale. And he, I, picture this. We had just a high school, fringy high school Jeremy um who was just scrolling youtube and came across Hank Infernell's channel and he was talking about Dungeons and Dragons and like how to start playing it and whatnot and it inspired me to pick up the game all right i didn't have any books or anything but he taught me that you can do it without books right and i ran my first couple of games and they were awful they <laughs> sucked um but I learned a lot from it, and I actually, um, to this day, I still use the things that we're going to talk about today in Index Card RPG. I still use it when I run Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition, um, and because that's how much of an effect Hank Grant Vernell, the writer of this, had on me. So... He he would talk about like some of the problems that he had with 5e, and so he just wrote Index Card RPG. It's a rules light system, I'd say. It, it's pretty rules light. Mm-hmm. Um, you you it and it's pretty simple. You roll the d20, add the modifier that you have. You have the same stats, strength, dexterity, con, you know, all that. But it, yeah yeah you have all that, but you have some something called effort as well that have modifiers but we'll get into that later okay i i describe it as rules light and loot based right so you have a class but you don't have i don't want to say like abilities that you have permanently but you have a piece of equipment some loot that makes your class stand out mm mm-hmm. mhm Maybe like the 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 item gives you the ability, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Something like Terraria, right? Like, first game that pops to mind, 
you you have to make a build like you don't choose a class at the beginning you get items to become a class yeah you kind of start from scratch exactly so each class is just defined by like some equipment that you get and a piece of loot that really defines who you are if you are a barbarian then you probably will get i don't know like a amulet of rage that lets you use rage all right and i talked about effort rolls so so you've got the same stats but there's a thing called effort and pretty much it's it's pretty simple there is basic effort there is weapon effort which is like weapon damage that you would use against someone basic would be like if you use an improvised weapon if you're punching someone in the face or if you're doing like a task um that's going to be basic okay so basic is a d4 uh, a four-sided die weapon is always going to be a d6 every weapon does 1d6 of like weapon effort and then guns are going to do 1d8 magic and energy is going to do 1d10 and then ultimate is when you score a critical hit on something you roll uh, a d12 plus whatever other effort you were using if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so well like this is the part where like a lot of people are like whoa hang on so any weapon that i have does just 1d6 points of damage what do you think of that i feel like that simplifies things a lot i mean it definitely it might just kind of take away the it takes away, I think, the complexity, but I also think it might take away the nuance that a lot of players are looking mm-hmm. for, like where they are building for a two-handed build so that they can get that 1d10, 1d12 damage. Um, you know, yeah. and, they're, and they're foregoing a shield, they're foregoing protection, you know, single-hand spell casting. Like they're foregoing that so that they can be a two-hand weapon wielder for the extra damage. And so that might kind of trivialize that choice where you might be able to say, okay, well, I can deal the same amount of damage with like a dagger in my hand as I can with like a war glaive. So why do a two-handed build when I could do a single-handed build? Like I don't know. That's, exactly. That's what I'm just saying. Seeing from from this, you know, and that might be good for new players, um, but I think some like veteran players might not enjoy that as much. Though I I can't be sure. Again. I'm just learning about this for the first time. So those are just my initial thoughts. Yeah, and and hopefully I also explain it decently. Um, But I I personally think these effort rolls are pretty cool. At first, it took a little bit of time getting used to. Like, whoa, so hang on. You're saying all magic. Fire, like, fireball, a, a healing spell. It all does 1d10 worth worth of points of, of of damage or health and i was like okay well this is gonna be a little bit of getting used to mm-hmm. but honestly it it really just i feel like it really simplifies things not to mention creating a character itself is super simple you get six points 
to put into your stats. Your stats all start at plus zero. Okay, you don't have any weird number mm-hmm. like twelve that you have to then convert to a plus one or whatever. You don't have like a fifteen that you have to convert to a plus two. No, no, no. You just put in a point and it goes up to plus one. And then you can also put one of those six points into your effort. So if you want to do a lot of damage, if you're planning on being a fighter and you want to do damage as a, as a, like a sword master, you put like two points into weapon effort and then congrats. You can, you can hit stuff. And when you do hit stuff, you're going to really hit it hard. Sweet. And what else? Yeah, and then you choose like three weapons to start off with, a special item, and then your class item. And also, encumbrance is super easy to track because you have 10 items that you can carry like on your person ready to use, and then 10 items in your backpack that you need to take an action to take out and use. Okay. So 20 items total. If you go over, you got to sell stuff. Or drop it. Or you might lose it. And then let's talk about hearts. The the way health works in this. Because personally I think it's really interesting. So you know how some monsters in the monster manual. They'll say like oh this thing has 152 HP. Yes yes. It, 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 and like I've always thought this way as well. It was like okay well 152 HP like. You know, like, whenever I can't remember a monster's stats or, like, I am homebrewing something, I usually just go standard, like, oh, it just has 100 health. It, this thing has to- 20 health. Like, I don't usually go, like, 22, 23. Because, like, I don't know, three extra points of health isn't going to change anything. Yeah, what is that? It doesn't really change a lot. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And that's where that's where hearts come into one heart in ICRPG equals 10 HP. So baseline, your level one characters, you all start with one heart. Everyone is at 10 HP. Pretty much have the same amount of hit points as a wizard. Oh, sheesh. Um, which was actually something that uh, one of my players really liked, especially because he was playing a wizard. So he was like, ah, you, you all start at my level. <laughs> but yeah and, and monsters work that way as well in the monster manual it'll say like oh it has three hearts so 30 hp and you know so on so forth yeah but if you think about it if if you roll like a d6 or if someone rolls a d6 and they roll max that's like over half your hp gone yeah you're just yeah you're almost dead instant. So, like, combat is pretty gritty in this. Mm-hmm. I, I learned that the hard way. Jeez. Um, the action economy. The action economy is very important. Um, and it, in ICRPG, you kind of do have to balance it a little bit. Um, just because of, like, how hard people can hit, how little HP everyone has. It, it can get rough. But personally, I really like it because it, it, it's led to some pretty intense moments. Yeah, that's awesome. 
You know, I got to say, though, this reminds me of like a D&D light campaign that I ran myself. I didn't really look it up. Mm-hmm. I just kind of made up the rules for some friends that didn't really want to play <laughs> D&D because it's, you know, was too much, too many rules, but they wanted to do some kind of tabletop RPG. So I just kind of threw something together and it was like a sci-fi, um, you know, like alien, uh, in like alien planet kind of reconnaissance mission, mm. um, you know, fighting rebels with like plasma rifles and stuff. And so I just like, I didn't play test anything, but it worked out really well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we just like, I just kind of guessed based on level one enemies and level one, like damaging um, attacks from D and D and just kind of put it in there. But it was, it was much more simple. Like, like you're saying we didn't, I just took away all of the, like all of the specialty, like the stats and just kind of gave everyone one specialty so one person was like a marksman, one person was demolition. And so they had like, all of them could use stuff, but they did like more damage or they were better at navigation or whatever it was, you know? And so I, that was really good. Um, simple, not as, you know, I, I was definitely crafting the characters for the players, but that was kind of what they wanted. But anyway, yeah, like yeah. I, I literally used an index card as well to keep track of what they had you know their weapons and stuff and their damage and their health because i just gave them all the same amount of health and so this is kind of sounding a little bit like that so i i can see it being a lot more appealing for like people that want a more uh relaxed rules light like you're saying uh version of D D. like i can really see that working really well yeah it's like i feel like it's both easy for someone who wants to dm like they can learn how to do it and for like a player as well maybe they have like a video game background and they're like well i don't want to learn all the rules of D, but like this is a perfect like starting point because you have loot you have uh classes that you can recognize you've got you have hearts you know and and everything's very simplified and streamlined and it usually all works in turns and this actually leads to the next part, which is uh, the triple T's that ICRPG encourages game masters to use to keep the tension always rolling throughout the night. So the triple T's here, and and um, I, dang, I was gonna make a reference to that one Bollywood movie, Triple R. Have you seen that movie? Oh my gosh. I've seen it on my freaking YouTube like recommendations. <laughs> I've never had the desire to watch it, but I've seen I don't the, know what you mean. I, it looks really good. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it's not the sequel to Triple R. The Triple T's stand for Timer, Threat, and Treat. So you have a timer, something that is going something imminent that's going to happen a turning point um that's going to happen that is just counting down and the players are either running from it or they're preparing against it or whatever does that make any sense yeah that makes sense and even to this day i still use timers like i this is how the the module talks about it the dm should roll a d4 or a d6 or whatever rolls the timer and he says in that many rounds this happens 
And it's like, oh my gosh, we don't want that to happen. I've used that before where like they were, my players were um, fighting these dragon demons in a, in a, in a dark ship. And these things were able to teleport in darkness and they killed one. And I had the other one teleport away. And I said, okay, in one D four rounds, rolled it. The, the creatures coming back. And so then they were like freaking out. They were like pairing, boarding up in a, in a uh, abandoned room. And it, it was pretty intense. So I still use these timers. Uh, maybe not as often as I should, but I still use these timers even in my D and D game. And then you've had you you have the threat. The threat is the enemy they're fighting. The 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 environment itself, whether it's like a lava place or the desert or whatever. And then you always need something luring over the players to to kind of get them to go into that room whether it's a chest at the end of the room at the or at the end of the hallway um you you want some kind of treat for them uh so that they actually do the encounter does that make sense yeah that does and honestly i have never once gone wrong with the triple t's in my life the triple t's have always been amazing yeah that makes sense Actually, I can't remember. Have I used the triple? Have I used a timers when, when we ran games? Um, not always like a very clearly defined timer, but definitely like the island is collapsing and will explode soon, or um, oh, yeah. the ship is approaching a massive uh, precipice leading into like the underdark. And so you need to get off the ship. Like th- those kinds of things. Not like an actual, mm-hmm. you know, you have 60 seconds, 10 rounds to do it. You'd like mainly do it for dramatic effect, I think. Exactly. That's true. And then let's go on to like how death works in ICRPG. And this one I I really like. Um, so pretty much when you drop to zero HP, you you roll a D4. And in that many rounds, your character is dead, dead. Oh, sheesh. And, like, let's say say you, like, roll a four on it. It's like, okay, phew. We have four rounds. Um, Maybe I could roll a nat 20 and get back up with one HP. Uh, But the chances of that happening is pretty low. But if you roll a one, it's like, your buddies are running to you. They're, you know, they're... They're saying like, "Don't die on me!" Like you need someone to 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 like actively be holding you and be like saying like, "Don't die on me!" And then like giving you healing potions or whatever. It it's insane. Yeah. What, what do you think of that? That seems like I feel like that could be really good because I mean we've talked about death in D and D and how it's very, I it just makes no sense. Like you can just throw a health mm-hmm. potion at somebody and then like, oh, they're fine now. But I don't know. I feel like that's that's a more it makes more sense like you actually have to have someone to tend to your wounds you can't just get back up after you know rolling three uh three successful rolls like that's not really doesn't it's no not high stakes you know i feel like this is this is good it's like i rolled a one (laughs) like you guys have one turn to get to me before i just die (laughs) and i I don't know i think yeah because that's good 
Yeah, because in D and D, like some DMs made made the homebrew rule of, oh, I roll behind the screen to make sure the tension is is kept throughout the night, and the and the players can't just be like, oh, don't worry, I I pass my death saves, guys. You you guys can forget about me. No, in this in ICRPG, you roll a one, everyone's freaking out. Everyone can see that you're about to die. You could clutch the critical success but like this the chances of that happening is pretty low yeah um but yeah that's that's death and icrpg and there's a lot of other things that we haven't talked about but i think one of the things that i love most about it is that the module itself the index card rpg master edition that just came out is so 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 incredibly good at create generating a lot of creative play so because there's like there's not a lot of rules on like how your character needs to be built like you can work with your gm and be like hey um i don't really want the plus one in strength for my dwarf character can i move it to like constitution instead and they can be like yeah that sounds great not to mention there's like four settings that index card rpg is in there is the fantasy setting of alfheim there is the sci-fi space adventure of warp shell which you just mentioned that one Mm -hmm. i want to run a game in warp shell and then there's the oh dude it looks so cool like the characters oh anyway then you have the weird west, the wild west of Ghost Mountain, and the super a superhero setting called Vigilante City, and then you have Blood and Snow, which is like a primal, like um, caveman kind of. Wow, that's yeah. interesting. I've which, never heard of that before at all. Yeah, neither have I. That would but be so cool. That's <laughs> not to mention the the community around this around this game is so expansive that um that people are encouraged by Hankrin and Fernell himself to make content for this thing so so there's like whole forums whole communities that like just are making like different classes or builds or or fetching settings or adventures for this and it's so cool how they do that um and you get to like pick and choose whatever you want yeah that's awesome i feel like D kind of hides that behind a paywall you know to uh to be able to access like actual canonical um places or you know items or things like that it has to be from a wizards of the coast published book you know, you have mm-hmm. um, you have Eberron and um, Wildmount and all of those ones that are great, but you know they're definitely it's not a it's not a very democratic approach to to creating content. They very much like control it, which makes sense for their canon. But yeah, still like it's and it's fine. Yeah, it's good. It works. But. Yeah, I I can definitely tell that there's a difference between the two communities of ICRPG and D&D. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because ICRPG definitely feels like it's it's our world, <laughs> like like communism. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this analogy is falling off real quick. Forget about what we just <laughs> But yeah, honestly, this this is really making me want to play ICRPG now. Yeah, bro, that sounds hype. Dang. We'll we'll get a group together or something. Yeah, let's do it. Maybe we can stream it or something or post it on our YouTube. That is actually a very good idea. Tell, tell us in the comments if you want that to happen. We can make it happen. Um, Just let us know. We will, we will make it happen. Okay, so for Jim Talk Slander today, you guys are going to love it. So we're actually going to be bringing up a new... Um, hang on. Let me send it to you. There we go. We're actually bringing up a new segment um, for Jim Talk Slander. I We haven't come up with a name for it yet, but it's kind of a segment that we want to bring up to, to celebrate your guys' PRs and milestones that you're reaching in the, in the, in your fitness journey, in your gym motivation journey or whatever. We, we want to celebrate with you when you crush that PR that you've been working for for so long. And we know how good it feels. And we want to celebrate with you. So go ahead, follow us on Natty Wonders on Instagram. That's at Natty underscore Wonders. Um, and yeah, just send us your, tell us about your PR that you made and send us a video of it. We actually have this submission given to us by Nathan.Gomez on Instagram. Are you ready to watch it? Yes, sir. This is a, let's see, he said, this is a 440-pound deadlift. My goodness. All right, let's watch it. He's getting ready. Oh, yeah. Getting those wraps going. Sometimes you should, you, like, we should also say, like, hey, tell us what, what you're listening to to hype you up. Light work. a boy. Let's go. That was solid. Gosh. Hey. Solid form. That was conventional, too. Yeah. No sumo. No, very good. Very good. Listen, I, I I can appreciate sumo. Yeah. I've been doing a little sumo for uh for squats, but it was not for my uh not for any PR or anything like that, just for yeah, different angle. But still, you know, I can appreciate the form change. But yeah, that was conventional. That was solid, good form. I want to know what he's listening to though. <laughs> that would be very interesting. <laughs> Maybe like that's what I'm missing. That's where I'm going wrong, you know. I just need to be listening to what he's listening to, and then I can hit 440. It, and then he also said that he hit 45 because he was able to add another rep, but he gave it a rest. Mm. Or he thinks he can hit 485. Anyway, that's our that's our. Uh, again, we don't have a name for this, but we 
that's our submission for the day. Yeah, all of you guys, please send in your submissions. We would love to review your uh, your PRs. You know, we promise we won't critique your form that much unless your form really sucks. Uh, but that might be <laughs> funny. You might want that. Who knows? Uh, just so please send us your submissions. We would love to see them, and we'd love for you to to be a part of the podcast and be more involved. Oh yeah. Let's see. We had a we had a submission for someone someone sent me something for a submission again send us your gym talk slanders um on instagram uh, oh no <laughs> <laughs> the caption says 25 kilogram pr <laughs> <laughs> My man's form is <laughs> The homeboy is just like he's wearing socks, which I mean, sure that's fine. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> the little flex at the end. So dude, like, <laughs> first off, dude goes like straight to the safety bars, just drops straight down on the twenty fives. Then he goes for a Bulgarian split squat uh, form, uh, where one leg is in front of the other as he's doing a conventional squat. That's kind of a, a big L. And then he kind of shifts from side to side, like those, uh, those tens or what are those? Those are five kilos. Like those five kilos are just really throwing him around. You know, it's like, he's got some real heavy water buckets on either side and they're just tipping over to the left, to the right. Dude's like <laughs> overcorrecting with his feet. Obviously this is a little bit of comedy but and then he ends it all off he ends it all off with a nice little look at the camera and a little bicep flex with a very sly grin on his face as though he just like freaking <laughs> repped out like something that some big dude would have repped i mean ronnie coleman is scared of this guy oh my gosh not to mention the the freaking um what do you call it? The barbell softener? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like you, like you, like you, thing? it's a, a neck pad, I think. That's, that's why we train back so that we get the padding. <laughs> we get the padding there. Listen, bro, don't knock the barbell pad, bro. It do be nice sometimes. <laughs> you, yeah. If you're a wuss. <laughs> bro, you, Listen, listen. You tried doing uh, Bulgarian squats with, uh, or whatever you call them, um, hip thrusts with no pad. Okay, okay. If you're doing the the hip thrusts, that's a different story. But if it's a squat, just work out your back. Listen, Jeremy. Not all of us can have beautiful backs <laughs> like you. Okay. Some of us are a little oh, more thanks. bony. All right. Yeah, okay, can I just say though, when I first started like squatting and whatnot, I it it did actually hurt my back with with the bar, just with how like bony and skinny my back was. Um, that I did actually have to use that thing a couple times just because I was so tired of the barbell just digging into my back. Mm. And then after a couple of back days, a, a good amount of back days. Um, the, I noticed that the barbell just felt nice. I, I, I created an indent in my back, a, a perfect cozy little spot for my barbell, for the barbell. 
But we don't want to hear about that. We want to hear about what's... We want to hear about deadlift specialists. Of course. Yes, of course. Oh, my goodness. So, it says... It says deadlift specialists will have an elaborate pre-lift pre ritual. Also, deadlift specialists. Just some chance from the movie Dune. A literal ritual. Have you seen the movie Dune? I have not seen the movie Dune. Oh, well, this is this is what... This is from the that movie. And they're like... These are like the emperor soldiers that they're preparing to kill house... Um, Atreides with. Mm. Anyway, deadlift specialists are a different breed, I must say. Anyway, that's all that we have for Gym Talk Slander. We hope you enjoyed. Remember, please check us out on YouTube. We don't really have much going on over there yet, but if you do subscribe, we'll start putting stuff up there yes sir um and also and also please for this next segment if we want it to work this really is based on the listeners please send us your prs um and we'll we'll congratulate you we'll we'll give you a shout out um we'll, we'll give you clout we'll give you attention anything um <laughs> anything honestly, please <laughs> If anything, you just get a congratulations and a shout out. That's about it. Yeah, bro. That's what we have to offer. But who that's that's about it. We we ain't got money. But yeah, we hope you enjoyed this this episode. Again, if it sounded like ASMR on my end, hope you enjoyed that. Hope hope you got a little bit of tingles. Cool. I definitely did, Jeremy. Okay, Brian, you made this weird. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, no, I didn't. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a man. Of course. Anyway, we're going to get going. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye, Brian. Bye, man. Hey, adventurer. Looks like you made it to the end of this episode. Again, we're so grateful that you listened to this project of ours. And hey, if you enjoyed, why not share your favorite episode? It helps us out. And when you hit share, you will always roll a natural 20 on your first roll. And to spice up the deal, we'll even give you a nice, juicy PR that you've always been dreaming of. Want to play a bigger part in the adventure? Follow us on Instagram at Natty Wonders. Send us your best gym talk slanders, and we'll review them on the show. Have a great day.